Hey, good morning, lovely people of the planet. Today we're talking about community and creativity. Not necessarily art, but like how an idea gets put forward. Does it come from, where does it come from? We got some ideas about that. Hey, good morning, lovely people of the planet. This is Jeffo. This is the Morning Ride Pedal Powered Podcast. We've got a go-kart coming straight for us. Uh-oh. Hey, good morning on your left. It is busy out here this morning on the Morning Ride Pedal Powered Podcast, where uh, I appreciate you letting me ride along with you. I appreciate you helping me learn how to evolve as a filmmaker, as a poet, and as a human being. Thanks for being part of my ride. Thanks for letting me ride with you. So I've been thinking a lot about community and like communities of practice, individual, and the greater world around us, and how we all work together. Kind of like a system of How do you get dressed for a 42-degree bike ride? Hey, good morning on your left here. But before that, i got to say, it is allergy season for me here in Boise, Idaho. I sneezed for like an hour and a half straight at one point yesterday. Like, chew, chew, chew. Yeah, like for an hour and a half. I'm not supposed to be able to do that. That's got to be some sort of world record. I'm going to call someone. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Here's the thing. Started uh, reading screenplays again. I haven't read a screenplay in a few months, which is stupid, of course, being a screenwriter, calling myself a screenwriter and a filmmaker. Because obviously, seeing the way that it's been done before helps me understand how do people do this thing? How do people talk about, how do they, in a screenplay, how do they talk about a particular kind of visual idea? So I've been reading through Pulp Fiction, starting with the can, was it Palme d'Or winners? The Chosen Ones. I'm not sure how that can works. I don't know if they got a committee or you got to be recommended to them or what. But anyway, going through that, that was 94, you guys. You remember that? That was a long time ago. I remember seeing Pulp Fiction in the theater, though, and thinking, oh, my God, this changes film, filmmaking. And a lot of it was because of the uh, juxtaposed, rehashed narrative the very mosaic storytelling that Tarantino implemented, but it was also more about his characters, man. It's just these were characters that were like, they were all all kind of losers in their own way, but he made them all kind of like very important people. I don't know exactly what I mean by that. I was reading an article about it last week. Maybe it was earlier this week. 
Time, of course, is relative to the speed at which we take it, as Mr. Einstein says. It's a fascinating idea in and of itself. But I was listening to their podcast. I think it was a podcast, yeah, about how Pulp Fiction was such a great film for the time. Oh, gotta hop the creek. It's more like a moat. <laughs> No, it's not a moat, but that's from another film. Um, but how at the time, the Pulp Fiction really resonated with Americans, especially because it in and of itself, the storytelling was as fractured as people were kind of starting to feel about what does it mean to be an American and you know what are these new wars about in the Middle East? What are we doing about Czechoslovakia, Hungary, Yugoslavia? What are we doing about these countries? And uh, so one of the things that the author of this podcast or video essay, God, I don't remember where I saw it. Woo! On a kind of wall ride. Ah, feels good to get out on the wall a little bit. Basically, they were saying... But the fragmented storytelling matched the way that a lot of Americans felt at the time. Certain fragmentation, disassociation from the larger narrative or from a particular narrative. And as an artist myself, I'd, I never know how much of that an artist actually intends as much as how much it literally falls out because it is a product of the times. Which is interesting because I was reading this other article. Hey, good morning, here on your left. Oh, he don't care. <laughs> goose, just, I just about got goose there. So I was reading this article by, I'm gonna mess up this dude's name, he's Hungarian by the way. Mihaly Kiksins Mikhaili. If anyone knows how to pronounce his name, if you could record that and send it to me, I'd appreciate it. He's kind of this guy that came up with this idea that he calls flow. It's about creative ideas and how creative ideas get out into the world. Hey, good morning here on your left. And I think he's talking more about how like a creative idea makes it to market. Like how a creative idea makes it with some sort of wide appeal. I don't know if this, how this applies directly to like art, but I'm thinking about Pulp Fiction. I'm thinking about what he's saying. So let's see if we can find some correlations between these. So, Michele, Michele. That's his first name. I'm just going to go with first name, sir. I'm really sorry I can't pronounce your last name. But he talks about how creativity has three areas for an idea to make it. So just because it's a genius idea doesn't mean it's a genius idea that is going to find wide appeal, right? So the idea that he's talking about is he talks about the person, the individual, so an individual has an idea. It is incumbent upon 
the individual, as some would say, it means it's a responsibility of the individual to find a way to get that idea where it needs to go. So there's two places that an idea, a creative idea needs to go to be evaluated to see is it really creative or is it just bizarre? Because it comes from left field, but it's not useful, but it's kind of cool. There's some, like you get street cred for that, but you're not going to get wide appeal for that. So what happens a lot of times in industry and in creativity is that you have the field within which the idea would exist. So um, the idea, man, I've got this go-kart right on my butt. I'm sorry, you guys, it's distracting me. <clears throat> the low rumble hum of the <laughs> people coming to mow the yard or something. Mow the yard. Mow the... I'm in a park. I'm riding through a park. Anyway, so we've got the field. We've got the individual, and we've got a field. That individual is working in a particular field. So, for example, let's say I come up with a way of writing poems all my own, right? Unique way of writing poems. I'm only using colors, and that's all it is, just the words, like orange, O-R-A-N-G-E. And that's how I write all my poems. So kind of like I am Groot, you know? Everything I say is I am Groot, or everything that I say is orange. But I put titles on them that infers things. Then the arrangement of the word orange on the page tells us something. Now this would be called concrete poetry. So within the field, the field I would be working within would be poetry, right? So I am a poet working in the field called poetry. So the poetry world says, oh, this is either a cool idea or this is a ridiculous idea. Now, this may be because of time and space, it may be a ridiculous idea, or it could just be that it is outside of the norms of the field that is evaluating it. In which case, it could still be a good idea if we go to the third area, and that is the domain, and that is the world, the social structures around the field and the individual. So if the domain says, no, this is really cool, even though the field doesn't, what you're going to have is you can have mass appeal, and it might help influence the field into saying, oh, this is how this works. Now, generally what I see in the arts in this situation is that when a field disregards something but society accepts it, it becomes pop culture, right? So like Andy Warhol's art falls into this maybe. It's like when was he part of the art tradition? Well, it wasn't until years, years later, but the public had kind of accepted him way before the field, the art, art other artists, art critics, the field of art accepted him. So this is basically how Haley's idea works out about how creativity comes into the world is that it's a combination of these three things for an idea to be fully formed. And I think he's talking more about industry because he uses Steve Jobs a lot. Boy, this go-kart has been on my butt this whole time. That hum is killing me. Whew. I know, boo-hoo, right? <laughs> I'm riding along a river. It is springtime. I sneezed all I'm going to sneeze for the rest of the year <laughs> yesterday. So I shouldn't complain. 
I shouldn't, really. I should be grateful. I need to think of, like, my grateful exercises, you know, writing down what I'm grateful for. I need to think of those things in the morning. Good way to pull my head out of my butt. So what Michaela is saying, basically, is that we need a community around us as creatives to help us get there. Now, one of the things that this article that I was reading by Jory McKay... I don't remember the title. Jory. Okay, J-O-R-Y. Ran across it on Lifehacker site, I think. He was also talking about this idea in the article outside of Michele's idea that you need a group around you of trusted people. And uh, when that group works really well, So, like, say you've got a group of five poets, and you've got all five of them kind of doing their own thing, but in different ways. But there's, like, some thread through all of them, the way that they're doing it. There's some thread through all of that. Brian Eno, he's more of a producer now than a musician, although he did just put out another album recently, I think. The musician, Brian Eno, he talks about this as he calls it senius, and that is... Genius, but instead of with one person, it's genius among a small group of people. And generally it is a small group because the group gets larger and there's too much dissonance. But it's basically a group working as individuals in a field toward kind of a basically common goal. So we see this like with the Dogma 95 filmmakers. We see this kind of with like the Mumblecore thing with filmmaking, within filmmaking. The idea is that artists generally, once they start working and they get to a point where they've got their own voice, they're putting out their own thing, they kind of have their group of people that they work with and that group of people is able to do a thing in a particular way. So the field is satisfied. They say, yeah, these people are doing a new thing and they're kind of doing it in their own way. And then the public is also gratified saying, hey, yeah, check this out, you know? I like the Duplass Brother films. I like the Coen Brother films. So the Coen Brothers and the Duplass Brothers are great examples of this idea of genius, where you've got multiple people who maybe aren't genius individually, but who together really are bringing something new into the world, which I really dig that idea. Now, uh... Jory McKay is also getting into the idea that uh, of feedback versus approval. This is a tough thing, man. In a, within a field, a lot of times what will happen, I saw this in graduate school, is that you can read just about any MFA poetry thesis, and uh, you will find at least a handful of poems in there that are clearly not written by one person because they're so sanitized, they don't do anything, and uh, that basically, basically you can tell that it's a, uh, it was written by a committee rather than written by an individual. So you find that a lot in MFA programs. A lot of people call it the MFA poem, the one that someone rewrites more for approval than uh, 
based on feedback. So rather than putting them... Oh, thank you. Dude, stop and let me cross the street. That's awfully nice. It was obvious what he was doing there, so I'll take it. A lot of times I don't know if people just aren't paying attention and they think there's a stop sign. Anyway. So, like with the MFA poem, a lot of times people listen to feedback and they literally just kind of regurgitate that feedback into revision. And this does not create a, uh, a better poem necessarily. A lot of times it just waters it down. Hey, good morning. A lot of times it just waters down the poetry. This is why we call it the MFA poem because it was written by a group of MFA students rather than an individual because the individual was seeking approval within a field. That's really sad. So the idea is here is how do you find a group of people? So you have to have, a, you have, to have some work out there, right? To present it to the field. And the field gives its feedback. Hopefully you're going to get good feedback. There's all kinds of ways to get feedback. I was hoping to get into that, but we're out of time, folks. We're not out of time. We're just on the different rides at this point. But basically, how does an individual bring an idea to a community that is a, uh, a specific community within the field of work that the individual is doing? And then, uh, and then how do they get feedback from the field so that they can then find ways to present that idea to the larger domain, the, the bigger community? Um, John McKay, John McKay. John McKay is a buddy of mine from the MFA program up in Anchorage. <laughs> Jory McKay was talking about how uh, he is a really excellent poet, by the way. He wrote these Irish poems that were fantastic. I love them. Were fantastic. I'm sure they still are fantastic. They probably haven't changed. Once you write them down, they don't change all that much. That's the beauty of the printing press and how it influenced poetry, right? And you guys, I'm using poetry because I'm familiar with that world. I am a member of that field, and so that's why I'm using that as a as an example. Um, a little bit about film, because I'm trying to be part of that field, and so that's what I'm really getting at, is like, how is me as someone who is an evolving filmmaker, an, an emerging, what I would consider myself an emerging filmmaker, how am I going to create something that is wholly mine and that I can present to the field? How can I find people within the field, maybe find some seniors? among people that is genius among a group because the thing that i'm really attracted to about filmmaking is its collaborative nature and um i love this idea of how do we find an idea that is so overwhelmingly beautiful that we all agree that we have to figure out how to present this idea to the world that's that's what i'm trying to do is contextualize that within what we call a screenplay and uh find some other people that are inspired by this and then We'll make the film, and hopefully that film will inspire the greater community. So I'm excited to find that this is a model that people talk about. I want to go listen. I think um, McKaylee has a couple of TED Talks, um, so I'm excited to see those. Uh, man, this is my ride, you guys. This is one of my rides, is uh, trying to figure out not only the screenplay and the, the film part, but how to get how to get this idea into a community in a way that I can find the right people that will be inspired to work with me on this project. Um, 
because it's definitely a, a team kind of thing. I hate the word team. It's a group kind of thing. It takes a group of people that are inspired and can work together. Folks, that is all I have for you today. If you have any thoughts on this, please contact me out on the socials. Um, one of my people that I consider to kind of be a producer of this podcast, someone that helps me a whole lot, Melanie, thank you. Uh, she was saying that I need to create some specific social channels. So I think I'm going to start doing that for Twitter and Instagram, maybe Facebook. God, I just don't like signing into Facebook. Um, so many baby pictures of like people my age whose kids have babies. <laughs> hey folks, I hope that you enjoy your ride today. If you love riding a bicycle, get out on a bicycle and maybe your bicycle is finding ways of exploring creativity um, within a field and among a domain. Maybe your ride is getting out and uh, figuring out how to help those of us who have incredible allergy issues. Thank you to the makers of Zyrtec. This is not a sponsored podcast, but man, I appreciate what they've done because before that it was Benadryl and I was just high all day, which that worked too, but I couldn't think and I didn't like that. So um, grateful for people on their ride in whatever field they are in today because it makes the domain a better place. If you love riding a bicycle, get out on a bicycle. I hope you enjoy the ride. It's the only one we got, folks. It's the only one we got. Have a great weekend, and I hope to ride with you again on Monday.